Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is Denise. You are watching Speak Now Pro Wrestling here on F4W Online on Friday, March 3rd. And as you guys know, on Fridays, we pull double duty. We got WWE SmackDown to talk about and AEW Rampage to talk about here today. Um, this was a pretty, I think today's SmackDown was really good. There was a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed. I thought the first hour was completely solid. Uh, the second hour, there was a lot that I liked. There was maybe like one thing that I didn't necessarily like, but that was really it. Um, everything else was a pretty good show. And then on top of that, we had AW Rampage. Um, I didn't think AW Rampage was too great. Um, there, I feel like I'm probably have a little bit more. Uh, criticisms on the show than maybe positives on the show, but there was a really great um, there was a really great uh, match between Emi Sakura and Riho that I can't wait to talk about. That was really good, and um, there was some other good stuff that happened in the main event as well. So it wasn't like a bad show by any means either, but um, there were a couple of things that maybe still do need a little bit work when it comes to AEW Rampage and all of that. Uh, but we'll get into that and more. But heads up, guys, if you are new here or if you're a familiar face, you guys already know the drill. If you guys want to send in um, some love here on the show, help support this podcast, get your question, your statement, or whatever it is right here on the show, you are more than welcome to send in a super chat and it is much appreciated here today. Uh, but we are going to go ahead and kick things off with smack down all right because that's going to be pretty much the majority of this show uh so we're going to kick it off with probably the best thing that we saw here tonight and that was cody rhodes and roman reigns's face off uh their first time facing off together on smackdown this was promoted on monday night raw so we knew that this was going to be happening on smackdown and so um we, I pretty much like the second they announced that Cody Rhodes was going to be at SmackDown here tonight. I'm like, okay, this is going to be like a must watch thing. Uh, I can't wait to see this. So with that being said, uh, I really do think that based off what we saw here today between Cody and Roman, because, you know, we've been seeing a lot with, between Cody and Paul Heyman, and we've been seeing pretty much that's been kind of the buildup to this uh, uh, Roman Reigns-Cody Rhodes match at WrestleMania. And even with Roman Reigns, when he would go out there and cut his promos, like Cody wasn't there. So this was the first official like face-to-face -face confrontation, and I really didn't know like how it was going to go. I knew it was going to be good. I just didn't know what the substance of it was actually going to be and there was so much in here that I really really liked so um we got uh basically Cody telling Roman Reigns right off the bat that he's not here for any reckless negotiations he's here to have a conversation with Roman Reigns man to man and he tells them like we don't need the bloodline here unless you feel you need the bloodline here and so Roman Reigns tells you know the bloodline to skedaddle and they're pretty much left there alone and it's just both of them and I was a big fan of what they did here so um, a lot of what I really enjoyed really came from um I thought both Cody and Roman did a phenomenal job here but I in particular really loved what Roman did here because there was a lot of things here that I thought just kind of you know added to it so you had Cody Rhodes basically saying that 
Roman Reigns is seeming like this impossible mountain to climb, but he is going to essentially, you know, do the impossible. He has a really good uh, promo here, Cody, where he even mentions uh, all in and selling out 10,000 tickets to an indie show. And he references that that was really good, but he kind of ends up that was that was that was to me the peak portion of Cody Rhodes's promo when he kind of mentioned some of that stuff. But to me, Roman Reigns kind of took this one uh there was so much that he said in here where i was like damn roman so a couple of weeks ago we had paul Heyman basically uh tell rome tell cody rhodes that roman reigns according to paul Heyman, that supposedly dusty Rhodes told him that roman reigns was like the son he never had. And so basically throwing a shot at him. It's clear we know that, you know, Dusty never had a hand in really training or helping out Cody Rhodes, but he did so with Roman Reigns. And so that's been a part of the story, but it was completely elevated here tonight because we had Roman Reigns lay out the titles. He puts them out on the mat and he says, have you ever competed for one of these? Ha have you ever won? Like, have you ever won one of these? Have you ever competed for one of these? Have you ever even main evented a WrestleMania? And we all know the answer to this is no. So then I'm thinking like, oh shit, you know, Roman Reigns is basically telling Cody Rhodes that uh, he is not anywhere near the same level as Roman Reigns is because Roman Reigns has had all of these accomplishments, all of these accolades. And I thought that was so freaking good. But then he goes on to kind of rub it in his face that not only so Roman says not only was he groomed by his own father uh, who helped train him and all of that good stuff, but he says I was also groomed by your father too so once again throwing a shot at cody rhodes for not being you know taught by his dad etc so he's out there telling cody he has more experience than him all of this and um afterwards he goes on to talk more about his dad and he says look I love your dad. I'm not going to degrade your dad whatsoever because he is one of the first persons who ever had confidence in me. And then he says, um, he tells to Cody, you want to know what your dad said about you to me? You want to know what your dad said to you about, uh, said to me about you? And then he says, nothing. He says that apparently, you know, Dusty never talked about Cody to him whatsoever. And so that was a real big low blow. But then Roman Reigns continued on even further by saying that uh, Cody, that Cody, you know, he lost his father and that if he needs him to teach him anything, he that his father didn't teach him, he will, which is basically kind of saying like, you know, Obviously, we know that, you know, as a man, you learn everything from your father, et cetera, and all of that. So Roman Reigns was kind of, you know, really being very savage in this. And we ended up getting, you know, the Cody Rhodes promos that we get where he gets really fired up and this and that. So that was really good to to follow this up. But I really thought that Roman kind of took the uh, he took the cake here for me, guys, because I thought he really kind of like in a way wanted to put Cody Rhodes like in his place. But at the same time, he made you like he made you see all of the obstacles that Cody has to overcome here like not only is Cody trying to you know make this thing happen make this dream happen of becoming champion main eventing Wrestlemania and this and that but he's facing somebody that was taught 
by his own father. So it's like you're you're working against your father in a way because he, everything that you know a lot of what Roman learned was from Cody Rhodes's um Cody Rhodes's father. And then Roman even does his own dusty impression which I thought was really freaking great. So there was a lot here that really just made Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns really feel like a big time thing and man to me I like the layers of this because like I said not only is Cody uh trying to make all of these you know impossible things happen for himself that he never thought possible but also he's going up against you know one of his fathers I guess you can say you know creation or whatever so this was something that I thought was perfect in making this wrestling I don't want to say like making this WrestleMania match feel big time because I feel like it already kind of did. But uh, this this back and forth between Cody and Roman Reigns really kind of leveled things up. And I think got us a little bit more amped up for the match for sure. And just seeing them both in the ring together uh, for the first time, it just really adds to the momentum, you know. So let's see what else we got here. We got a super chat here. Our first one from Sheldon Jackson. Thank you so much to Sheldon who says, I had it as a draw because Cody's promos was good, but Roman's more or less said the same thing. Paul Heyman said a few weeks ago on Raw verbatim. So I got to take a few points away from Roman for that. See, here's the thing though. He didn't say the same things verbatim. Like he didn't do the same things that Paul Heyman said. Like, yes, he touched on a lot of the same things, but that's part of the story though. And uh, it's different hearing it from Roman Reigns himself because, you know, Roman Reigns has seen himself, you know, he's a, tri he's a tribal chief. He, he, he's the, he's high and mighty, you know, he's the head of the table. So he's going to position himself in that manner. And, you know, basically laying out all the things that Cody Rhodes has never gotten that he's never had. And it continues to add to the story of Cody as well because you know Cody Rhodes was never in this spot in WWE prior you know he had to leave and make a name for himself elsewhere and really kind of uh you know build himself as a star before he can come back to WWE and be presented as a star so um even though the Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns did touch on a lot of the same things it was things that I feel they definitely needed to touch on because that is like the um you know the driving personal factor of this storyline is the you know your dad worked with me he didn't work with you situation and so that's huge man and that really plays into the story so uh thank you so much to uh Sheldon Jackson for sending in the super chat it's much appreciated man um all right so let's go ahead and uh get on from here uh let's see what people got uh in terms of what they thought about this here um, all right. So this is from Dominic who says, I like the face to face, but, re but repeating makes this personal, the same thing as Paul Heyman did. So we got a couple of people thinking that, but I didn't feel that way whatsoever. Uh, Simeon says Roman won the exchange. He patronized Cody and made him look like an insecure boy. I didn't feel like he made him look insecure, but he did point out all of the things that Cody Rhodes has not done yet whatsoever. So, um, that is definitely something that, um, I personally that I personally enjoyed. Um, all right. So <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and press on from here and let's see what we got. So after this, we got a, uh, we got so much, man. So even later on, we got more stuff with the uh, bloodline. So we still have not heard 
uh, well, we've, we've, you know, we've seen Jay, but he's, we still haven't seen, you know, Roman and Jay mend, uh, mend their issues or anything like that. That has not happened yet. So backstage, we get a couple of moments where Roman Reigns is telling Jimmy Uso that he's basically running out of patience with him. He's, he's, he's running out of patience with not just Jay Uso, but he's running out of patience directly um, with Jimmy. So now things are starting to really like it's a domino effect and you're really starting to see that. Uh, later on backstage, we also once again get Jay to um, basically Jimmy tells Roman that he spoke with Jay and that Jay told him to tell Roman to leave him the hell alone. And so Roman says he doesn't understand how Jay Uso could do any of this. And then he says, we need to fix the Sami Zayn problem. And once and for all, we need to be done with Sami Zayn, etc. He says, if you get rid of Sami, Jay will eventually come. And he tells this to Jimmy. He tells him, do it for the bloodline, etc. Afterwards, once Jimmy leaves, we just have Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns tells him, Jay's got one week. And if he's not back in that one week, he's going to blame Jimmy. So once again, this domino effect keeps going. So in order to stick with the storyline, guys, I'm going to fast forward to the main event. So for the main event, we had Sami Zayn versus Solo Sokoa. And this one here, we ended up seeing uh, we this this match actually started off pretty hot, by the way, because they, they both just started going like directly into each other but with the help of jimmy when sammy went for a haluva kick jimmy essentially pulled uh solo sokoa out of the way and so solo sokoa was able to hit him with the samoan spike and get the win on sammy Zayn, which was a little bit shocking of course it was with the help of jimmy but it was still a little bit shocking and i didn't feel like the crowd responded to that whatsoever because we don't like to see sammy Zayn lose like that's not something you want to see even though uh solo sokoa had the help of jimmy it's still not something you want to see so the crowd was really not responding they didn't really respond to that but whatever uh we press on from here we end up kind of they kind of dragged the end out just a little bit where it was like we see solo sokoa and jimmy basically team up against uh sammy and attack him but sammy ends up getting the haluva kick on jimmy uso and then he's about to uh go in and hit him with the chair but solo sokoa eventually ends up running him off and all we get afterwards is sammy Zayn like running out like he just made it he just escaped and this shot of roman reigns backstage incredibly stressed out and irritated because they have not solved there's Sammy Zayn problem. Like it has not happened yet. So um, they really are stretching this thing as much as possible. Uh, we are getting closer to the, uh, you know, we're getting closer to WrestleMania and they still haven't officially announced, you know, what is going on. Some, if they're going to do, if they're going to do the Usos versus Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, if that's the direction we're going in, I really want to see uh, Jay Uso like come in already and just like really make this definitive decision already. I feel like it's kind of dragging out just a tad bit too much already at this point with that portion of it because you're like, okay, you know what's going to go down here. Um, 
So that's a little bit of where I'm at right now. Uh, really, I'm just glad that we finally got this interaction with Roman and Cody because it was very much needed. I think we had way too much time thinking about whether or not Sami Zayn should be added, uh, all of this and that. We really needed to have this moment between Cody and Roman, and we finally did. So that was uh, literally the, the best thing that I saw all night here today. Um, all right, so... Let's go ahead and um, let's see what we got here. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got a super chat here from Manny in Dallas. Uh, thank you so much to Manny for sending this in. He says, Denise, your hard work is appreciated. Thank you for you for all your recaps. Missed all of wrestling tonight, but I get the next big, best thing listening to your recaps. Um, Manny in Dallas, you have no idea how much this means to me. Uh, I'm so thankful to everybody that comes in and supports these show these shows because i don't know like guys it's hard to come out here and talk for about an hour or so uh about wrestling by yourself and obviously the chat helps me out here but it's like a whole thing and i do this three times a week for like two years now so um it's a lot of work but i'm so thankful for each and every single one of you so manny thank you so much for this generous super chat seriously uh steven marchuli sends in a uh, super chat as well thank you so much to steven he says does Cody have to beat Roman at WrestleMania not to lose the momentum at WrestleMania? Cody has to beat Roman, guys. Um, I, I Roman, he has to. This is the this is this is the the moment. This is the the moment to do it. If he does not, if Cody does not defeat Roman at WrestleMania, I think it's going to hurt. Cody more than people might necessarily think or might imagine and also like you want to watch these shows to have these big moments like Wrestlemania 39 you want to see something big something meaningful happen like that was part of the reason why I was so irritated at Elimination Chamber because I didn't feel that they gave the fans uh, you know all the fans were really waiting for something special to happen in terms of something that would give them some sort of reaction and I didn't feel like the fans got that at Elimination Chamber, you definitely do not want that to happen at WrestleMania. Uh, it, it, you have to have Cody Rhodes win here. And I know that some people are like, damn, I don't want to let go of Roman Reigns being champion. And I get it because we like Roman Reigns. I love Roman Reigns, man. But uh, it is definitely time now for Cody to take the championships and, uh, you know, start this new era and we move forward with Roman Reigns. So I know it's hard to let go, but it's definitely time. You know, we got to keep things going, got to keep things, uh, you know, spicy and whatnot. Uh, thank you so much to Steven for sending in the super chat as well. So I hope I'm, I'm feeling very confident in this guys. If Roman defeats Cody, Hmm. Man, I just don't know what I would think at that time. I really don't. I would be shocked, honestly. I would be shocked and I would think that it would be the, the wrong call. As much as I love Roman Reigns, it would be the wrong call. Uh, Andrew Cool sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Andrew who says, Jey Uso, new universal champion and tribal chief. Um, You know, they can still like after, you know, well, depending on what they do and where they go and where we're at by the time of WrestleMania. Uh, I would definitely like to see them circle back with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Roman Reigns post, you know, post him being champion, right? Like, what are we going to see? What are they going to do? Who who, who are we going to see him go up against, you know? And there's still going to be a lot left over from the bloodline that I think that they can, you know, circle back with some stuff with Jey Uso. They did an incredible uh, story beforehand, so... 
who knows? Maybe there could be something there. Uh, thank you so much to Andrew Cool for sending in that super chat as well. All righty. So let's go ahead and jump in to our next thing we got here on the show. And next up, we've got Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. So um, this was actually not bad at all. I really enjoyed this, actually. Uh, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, you know, former tag team partners. They've got some history there. Uh, I thought this was a fun little match here, and we do end up seeing more of Rhea Ripley later tonight. But for the match itself, uh, I love the way that it got started. Like, Liv goes right after Rhea. She gets her with a drop kick literally right off the bat. Uh, we see um, Rhea literally dropping Liv into the mat and just like kicking her right into the face. We see Rhea choke Liv Morgan with the ring ropes. That is pretty good too. Liv goes in there and gets Rhea with a knee to the face and then another drop kick from Liv. Uh, we did have a little bit of a, the dive didn't look too great. Like that was the only part of the match that I didn't necessarily love, but everything else was perfectly fine. Uh, right before the commercial break, Rhea even has a moment where she like looks in right into the camera and she's like, I'm Rhea bloody Ripley and you can't run from me that was really good too uh eventually we do see um you know Rhea Ripley get her win etc but this was something that I thought was a fine match Liv Morgan looked great Rhea Ripley looked great there was nothing really much else to say about that but we'll talk more about Rhea Ripley uh now because there's still so much that we end up having to cover here now we're kind of going into the Dominic side of things though so we have seen Santos Escobar get involved with the Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio situation where he's obviously on Rey's side and he wants to help, you know, teach Dominic Mysterio a lesson. Unlike Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar is fed up. He's done with Dominic shit. He wants to teach him a lesson. He does not like how Dominic has been disrespecting his father. So there's a really great backstage segment where uh <laughs> so it's Rhea and Dominic and Santos and Santos goes up to Dominic he tells him I'm going to teach you a lesson about respect this is going to be hombre a hombre man to man and he even kind of moves uh, he kind of does this with his hand, like sh like moves away Rhea Ripley because he's like, this is going to be man to man, right? But my favorite part of all of this, and this was really the chef's kiss cherry on top, was when Santos Escobar just like blew a kiss. He's like, and mommy, and he blows a kiss to Rhea Ripley. Oh, that was really good. But anyways. We get this match between Santos and Dominic, and I knew Santos was going to lose this match. They're not going to have Dominic lose. Like, they've been putting so much into Dominic, and it's, you know, feeling very obvious that we're going to be getting Dominic versus Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. So you can't have the kid take some L's, right? Um, but with what they did here, I thought was pretty enjoyable. So we did see, you know, Santos comes out with Rey Mysterio's mask, and he puts it... Um, uh, on the on the corner and he basically has it there and during this match so this was good by the way like for the most part Santos you know he did his best to really kind of get a little match out of Dominic so it was fun it was enjoyable um he goes he goes right after him but so Santos at the start of this match goes right after Dominic but Dominic tries to like kind of cower away he tries to run away and the referee kind of gets in between so this allows Dominic to pretty much get the upper hand on Santos for the start of this match but then Santos um gets back at Dominic gets him with the drop kick and uh he there's a portion of this match where 
he grabs Dominic and he has him stare into the mask of Rey Mysterio. And he tells him like, this is your legacy. You need to respect it. And Dominic's not having it, right? He doesn't want to do any of that. The match continues. And then later on, there's a moment where, where Dominic does the same thing to Santos, where he tells him like, look at the mask. I don't care. And he spits on it and this and that. So eventually... And we get Dominic like slapping like Santos Escobar, like so disrespectfully and this and that, whatever. So for the actual finish, because you knew Dominic was going to win. He had to win this, right? Um, he brings out the brass nuts to purposely distract the referee. So as he's distracting the referee, Rhea Ripley ends up hitting the riptide on Santos Escobar. And so that is... She throws him back into the ring, and then that is how Dominic is able to get the win. He gets the win because Rhea Ripley did the work for him. Rhea Ripley technically is the one who defeated Santos Escobar because she's the one who hit her move on Santos and then just rolled him back in the ring so that Dominic Mysterio can get the win here. So if you're asking me, I want to see Santos versus Rhea Ripley because she's the one who did the work to actually get the win here. But Dominic gets his win and afterwards uh, he rips the mask of Rey Mysterio and it's so mean, it's so savage. And then Rey Mysterio comes out. Uh, they have have a little you know interaction where he spits in his father's face he shoves them he rips the mask and at the end you have Rey Mysterio on the ground <sighs> looking at the mask and he knows he's failed as a father because look at Dominic you know what I didn't hate this guys I didn't hate this I, I liked the whole thing because I know where they're going with this at this point they've invested so much into this freaking story uh this is so much better than Karrion Cross and Rey Mysterio so I will take it okay I will take it and I will enjoy it um this was fine uh I hope my my thing here though is that I hope that they see because I've been talking about this now for freaking forever. I hope they see Santos Escobar as more than just putting him in this spot here. Because they really kind of started things off kind of hot for Legado del Fantasma on SmackDown. Things kind of started pretty hot for him, for them. And... It went downhill very fast and not by the means, not because it was Santos's fault or like Gado del Fantasma's fault. Every time they're out there, they do a really great job, but they don't really do anything with them booking wise. And I've been complaining about this like weeks and weeks ago. Um, so if you've heard this already, apologies. But I was happy that they incorporated Santos into this actual storyline. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, it's really just to take to actually get screwed by Dominic and give Dominic a win. So I really hope that they do more with Legado, that they do more with Santos Escobar because even just little things like that backstage promo where you had Santos, like, like I said, do the whole, you know, blowing the kiss to Rhea Ripley and this and that. He got some great reactions during this crowd here too. I Like there is no reason for, for example, um, when is it? Um, next week, we are going to have a fatal five-way match, okay? And uh, we'll talk more about who's in it later on. But we're going to have a fatal five-way match next week to determine the challenger for Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship for WrestleMania. Uh, why is it somebody like Santos in this match? 
Like, it's a fatal five-way. Like, we all know Drew McIntyre is going to win that. That's not the problem. But I really do think that the presentation of Santos should at least, like, you don't want to see them get slotted on this card. Like, you want to see them actually do something with them. So I hope they do, and I hope that they see the little things that, um, that you know, some of us see. So anyways, that's my little rant for the day. But uh, let's go ahead and get into what I was talking about with Drew McIntyre and the Fatal Five Way. So Drew McIntyre goes out there, and he challenges Gunther. And I'm like, okay, good, because, you know, it was basically reported that we're most likely going to be getting Drew McIntyre versus Gunther um, for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. So I'm like, all right, fine. You know, we're winding down the time. Drew McIntyre just came out and challenged Gunther. I'm good with that. I don't care. I'm great with that. But then instead, Sheamus comes out, and Sheamus is pissed. He's mad that Drew McIntyre, his his banger bro, his banger bro just went out there and challenged for the title when he knows that he wants it. And Drew's like, first of all, I don't got to ask your permission. And then he even says, do I now have to ask your permission to wipe my ass next? That was pretty funny. But then he says, like, you already had your chance, and you lost, etc. Then we're interrupted by LA Knight. Then we're interrupted by the New Day. And the New Day makes fun of LA Knight because LA Knight hasn't even won a match on SmackDown. I didn't even realize he hasn't won a match on SmackDown, but that's what the New Day says. So then all of a sudden, Karrion Cross comes out too. And they don't even like Karrion Cross talk. And all of a sudden, all these guys start fighting and this goes down. We have a promo from Gunther and Gunther's pissed because he just wants a WrestleMania opponent, a worthy WrestleMania opponent, I may add. Like, he doesn't just want anybody. He wants a good opponent. Like, this was something he mentioned in his promo, okay? So we're going to be getting a fatal five-way match. Um, It's going to be taking place next week on SmackDown. It's going to be... Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus Kofi Kingston versus LA Knight versus Karrion Cross. So anyways, we know Drew McIntyre is going to win this. Uh, other like Drew, Sheamus and Kofi would be the only ones I would be interested in seeing win this match to go on to face Gunther. Uh, Drew and Sheamus, I think, would probably be the better match, but we've already seen Sheamus-Gunther, so I think it should be Drew McIntyre, and it's looking pretty obvious that it's going to be Drew McIntyre. So I'm good with that. But anyways, that's kind of where I'm at with all of that. Um, All right, so uh, let's see what we got here, see what people are saying. Rafael says, I hope Santos Escobar gets better storyline. I just hope they see potential there, you know? Brandon Stark says, I need to see Drew versus Sheamus versus Gunther. Can Sheamus and Drew both unknowingly double pin someone next week so that can become a reality? Dude, if they do... Because keep in mind, it's WrestleMania, and they do this a lot where they, like, do, like, a bunch of people, like bunch of multi-man matches to get as many people as possible on the card so I can definitely see them adding Sheamus and I would like it if they did I wouldn't mind it whatsoever like I'm cool with Drew versus Gunther I'm cool with Sheamus versus Gunther I'm totally cool with Drew Sheamus Gunther all of them I'm good I don't care any variation of those matches I'm feeling good about it, you know, and I'm still hoping that maybe come SummerSlam, we're finally in a place where we're getting Gunther versus Brock Lesnar because, man, that was a beaut of an option, but it didn't happen. So we're moving on a whole different direction. Steven says, does this mean the cross Ray feud is over? I think so. I thought it was over last week or I thought it might be over. It's one of those things, though, where I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden next week 
once again, we're back to carrying cross Ray Mysterio. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that was the situation there. Um, all righty. Let's see what else we got here. Let's see. Let's see. All right. We got Shayna Baszler defeating Tina, T Tina, <laughs> Tegan Knox via submission. There's nothing much that I want to touch on that. I didn't really care about this. Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt. So let's talk about this. As we were talking about Brock Lesnar. Um, so, uh, it, so the story's out. It's official. Brock Lesnar did not want to wrestle Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> I had a, I knew it. I had a feeling, man. I had a feeling. I literally had a feeling. I'm like, there had to be like some sort of option there where it was like, hey, Brock, would you rather Omaz or Bray Wyatt? Um. Anyway, so that's officially now a thing. Uh, can you can't blame Brock Lesnar whatsoever, guys, for saying no to a match with Bray Wyatt because, uh, first of all, like just things have not been going too great right now with Bray in terms of a lot of what he's been doing. And the stories haven't been necessarily working. The pitch black match, well, was not necessarily well received, so it's kind of a disaster. Uh, but bless Bobby Lashley's heart because now he is stuck in this feud, and this was just. Man, like this isn't for me. Like I was talking about this on Raw. Bobby Lashley, you know, he was talking about not wanting to be part of this little kid stuff with Bray Wyatt. And then Bray Wyatt comes down and he does the whole muscle man dance thing again. And I'm just like, oh God, I feel so bad for Bobby Lashley. Like, ooh, like having to make this feel like a legitimate, like a legitimate feud. It feels so last minute like so last minute and it's obvious it's last minute we know this is last minute now and so anyways we get this whole thing where um Bobby Lashley appears on Smackdown and you know he wasn't promoted at least I don't think he was promoted to be on the show they made it seem like he was a surprise so there you go and then he calls out Bray Wyatt but instead he's attacked from behind by Uncle Howdy and then Uncle Howdy it, 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 Bobby Lashley is about to spear Uncle Howdy. He's about to have this moment. He's queuing up. He's positioning himself to uh, spear Uncle Howdy. And instead, the lights go out. And Uncle Howdy disappears. And Bobby Lashley is left there like, dun, dun, dun. He's like, sponge guard. Oh, my God. He's sponge guard. Damn it. I should have thought of this sooner. Uh, I should have memed that. He was literally sponge guard just out there like, what are we doing? What's going on? <laughs> okay, I'm dead now. All right. So, man, I feel so bad for Bobby Lashley. Like, he is such a legitimate, like, there's just more that can be done with Bobby. You know, hell, we could have seen Bobby Gunther for all I care. That would have been great. But I guess they're making the best of it. It's just the same thing over and over, guys. It's the same thing. Also, what's the secret? We were just talking about this last week on SmackDown when the Firefly Funhouse, which I actually did like that Firefly Funhouse, though, by the way. I did like it last week. But what's the secret? Were we supposed to find out today? I don't really know what's going on. Like, what's the secret? Did I miss it? Like, did it just go over my head? Maybe I did. Does anybody here know? Does anybody here know the secret? Uh, John Deller says another House of Black moment. And let me tell you, this did cross my mind, by the way, as somebody who is watching both programs 
uh, you know, is watching all of this. And I'm thinking, man, I'm already watching this lights out, this lights out stuff with the house of black and the elite. And I hated it with them. And I feel the exact same way with Bray Wyatt and uh, Bobby Lashley, where it's like the lights turned out. Okay. There's not much to go off of that. Um, so nobody knows the se the secret. I don't know. And nobody knows the secret. So I guess at some point we got to figure out what the secret is. Uh, let's see what we got here. This is from Tomo Time who says, Lashley Gunther could have been a show stealer. Uh, they should have done Cena Wyatt since it never really happened during COVID mania. Yeah, I mean, we did get that cinematic match. Uh, <laughs> Dark Lord says, secret is this shit sucks. <laughs> you see what I mean, though? It's inconclusive in the terms of like, I've been saying this, we get little pieces of something every week with Bray, but then we never actually get like the riddles never solved. Like we never get any answers. What's the secret? What was that whole thing about? I don't know. I can't even tell you guys. I can't even connect the dots here, but this is probably not for me. But anyway, so the point that I'm trying to get at here is that this is just, this is bad. It's bad. Like it's not something that I'm digging right now. It, it's 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 not something I'm digging. I'm hoping that the match is not bad. I'm hoping that it'll at least be entertaining in some sort of fashion. I'm hoping for the best here. I think it I think it could be okay. I'm hoping for it. It's all I've got, man. Oh, let's see what we got here. This is Dominic Vincent who says any opponent of Bray Wyatt plays Bray's games and there is no sorry for him. Uh, you do it. No, no sorry for him. You do it his way. I don't mind doing it his way as long as it feels like there's a purpose, as long as there feels like there's a meaning behind it. But right now it just feels like let's just throw all of these ideas and then we'll figure out what it means later on. Later on, I'll connect the dots with this and this and that. But usually this stuff is like thought out, planned out. You know, I just want to I want it to be easy for me to be like, oh, you know, Bray Wyatt said that can we keep a secret because of this? Bray Wyatt did this because of that. And I don't feel like I can do that. And if I can't do that, I'm watching the show every week, then I don't know where everybody else is, you know? So AFC and TP says, alas, this is a pattern with his stories. And I like Bray Wyatt, guys. I like Bray Wyatt. I'm rooting for him. I'm all for thinking outside the box and being unique. I'm so here for that. I want that type of stuff, actually. Like, I want people to think outside the box. I love people coming up with new ideas to, you know, feel like things are fresh and exciting. But it's got to make sense, though. It, it definitely has to make sense. It's got to feel, you know, but I don't care if Bray Wyatt's coming out doing the muscle man dance. <laughs> Maybe I can laugh a little bit about it. But what else do I get from that? No nothing else, really. So we'll see. We still got some time. I'll let it play out. Actually, no, I just said that for fun. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. This is from the Brindle Boxer who says, Bray has no direction. It's just throwing weird shit at the wall to see if something sticks. Yeah, that's really what it feels like. Honestly, that's really all what it feels like. Uh, Dark Lord says that the Bray Wyatt stuff is purposely confusing. SW says it's been a slow week for Bray Lashley's story. Man, all right. 
Uh, Steven says, I love that Bray thinks outside of the box, but it seems like so many random ideas are thrown against the wall and everyone is hoping it sticks. So that's pretty much what a lot of people are kind of saying where it's just, okay, let's just, you know, shoot our shot everywhere and see what ends up working. But I hope this works out, man. I'm glad that Brock didn't take that match. I wasn't crazy about seeing him versus Omaz either. Um, I really just think there are so many other options, but here we are. Uh, it's kind of like, it, it really feels like those would you rather games where you get two really not so great options, but it's like you either choose one or you die. <laughs> that's what happened. That's what I feel happened with Brock. He had a would you rather or you die, you know, scenario. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so i feel i also feel bad now for omaz too because when we it, it was when we when i saw that announcement that the the whole when we saw the whole challenge be made i'm like what you're, you're like this is gonna be a swerve right like this is gonna lead to something else it's gonna lead to something else and then it actually became a thing that we are gonna be seeing omaz versus brock and i'm thinking holy shit and now i feel i feel bad for being so hard on omaz for that but it's like that's not a match that people necessarily want to see either i guess like we said what's what's better you know what's the best of two evils i guess um I'm hoping Brock Lesnar Omas turns out to be fun. I'm hoping that it turns out to be better than uh, we might expect. But I feel it's going to be like a really short match. I hope it's a short match. I honestly hope it's a really quick match. I hope we just see the suplex spot at five. Call it a day. Call it a freaking day. And you know what? Let, let, let Brock Lesnar, you know, go off and enjoy his time. Whatever. All right, so let's move on from here. Uh, let's see what else we got. <laughs> All right, um, after this, we got, okay, we talked about Bobby Lashley. We talked, that's it, actually. That was all of SmackDown. Holy cow. All right. I already covered all of SmackDown. If you missed the Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns conversation, I talked about that at the top of the show since we go in chronological format. All right. Moving on to AEW Rampage, there's not too much to talk about here, so this is going to be a very quick review. Uh, before I get into the AEW Rampage uh, review, uh, heads up, everybody, I am flying out to San Francisco tomorrow. I will be at AEW Revolution. I'm going to be trying to get like as much footage and cool stuff as I possibly can. Uh, you guys know I always shoot the pressers, and hopefully those are interesting and good. Uh, <laughs> hopefully hopefully there's some good ones in there and i will make sure to post them up on my youtube channel youtube.com slash denise salcedo keep an eye out for those and uh really that's how i make my money back guys so please go to the channel youtube.com slash denise salcedo if you haven't already check out those pressers click watch them they really do help me out a whole lot so uh and they're also i my whole thing is I want to make sure to get the information out and make sure that wrestling fans are getting the content that they want to see and the most information that they can possibly get. Uh, I tried to, that is my goal when it comes to going to these pressers and making sure that I get people the information they want in the most accessible way. So yeah, head on over to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo for all of the revolution stuff. But now let's get into Rampage. 
We got Ozzy Open versus Top Flight versus Dark Order versus Claudio and Wheeler, uh, Wheeler Yuta. So this was a really fun little quick match here. I didn't think this was as good as Ozzy Open and the Young Bucks. It was like nowhere near that level, in my opinion. I actually thought that Ozzy Open were the highlight of this. I loved their interactions with Top Flight. Um, but we ended up seeing Claudio and Wheeler Yuta pick up the win. But this was a pretty straightforward match. Um, I didn't feel like it was too unique or anything like that but it was it was fine it was straightforward was entertaining it was okay we ended up getting a change to the stipulation of jungle boy and christian cage so originally we had a no holds barred match and today they announced which is i don't know i didn't announce it at dynamite by the way i felt like it was pretty obvious like not pretty obvious because i didn't think they were going to change it again but um basically jungle boy did that whole vignette on dynamite where he's, you know, digging a grave and he's saying uh, he's digging a grave and he's standing in it. And he's saying it's for Christian cage and Christian's cages name is put on the tombstone. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this makes sense because of all the shots that Christian cage has said about, you know, uh, about his father who passed away. So it's like, okay, to me, it makes sense if you do like a buried alive match. And I even made a joke about it on the prediction show with Sean. And then today they announced that it's going to be the final burial. <laughs> so it is, I guess, going to be a buried alive match. I don't know. That's what I'm assuming the final burial is. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. Uh, And Jungle Boy just comes out and said, since you're such a big fan of my dad, I'm going to give you the chance to say hi to him when I put you in the ground. I, I got, I don't know what to say, guys. That's some dark stuff, man. That's some morbid, dark stuff, but I'm here for it. If they're, if this is the direction that they've been, uh, that it, it makes sense to kind of go this direction, in my opinion, because again, of all of the, you know, terrible comments that Christian Cage has made. But uh, we'll see how this turns out. This is definitely something that's different. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, Brenda Boxer says Jungle Boy's trying so hard to show emotion. <laughs> it's fine. I love Jungle Boy, man. Uh, he's just getting better and better. But uh, let's press on from here. Uh, we got my favorite match of Rampage tonight was definitely Emi Sakura and Riho. I thought they had the match of the night today, hands down. Uh, the reason this was entertaining was legitimately because of the size difference. And not only just the size difference, but the aggression that Emi Sakura, uh, Emi Sakura brings to the match. She's so freaking like, I don't want to ever get my ass kicked by her. Are you kidding me? She would just end me. I The way that she was handling Riho, the way that she was like tossing her like a rag doll and just like dominating her. Uh, that was so fun to watch. It was a really fun match. Riho eventually gets the win, but this was very enjoyable. This to me was like the only thing that I really, truly loved on Rampage here tonight. And uh, we need to see more of both of these women on the show, period. Uh, that was good stuff. Um, all right. We ended up seeing a squash match. I, I'm over doing these squash matches on Rampage, guys. We've just been getting too many of them. It's like it's always something different. If it's not Jade doing a squash match, it's somebody else doing a squash match. And this was a squash. Hobbs comes out. Gets a quick squash over Serpentico. And I'm just like not really interested because they do this all the time. We saw this too much with Wardlow. I don't want to see them do the same thing with Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm going to let it slide because it was like a one-time thing. And, you know, Hobbs just got off of that, you know, big win at Face of the Revolution ladder match and is, you know, 
in his near hometown and it's going into this big matchup on uh, next week's Dynamite for the TNT Championship against either Wardlow or Samoa Joe. So I'm going to let it slide. But it, it's a, this is something that doesn't, this is this does not scream must tune into Rampage. And because we do see this a lot almost every week, just with somebody different. Um, this is one of the things that I do wish that we can kind of change or alter on the show because squash matches don't really do much for me in terms of like, oh yeah, that's why I want to tune in. Not really, no. Um, but afterwards, he just cuts a quick promo and says he's coming for Joe or Wardlow. And I really hope that they do give the championship. I want to see Powerhouse Hobbs next week become TNT champion. That's my, that's what I'm going for for next week's Dynamite. I'm hoping to see him become champion. Um, we got Kanoshki Takeshito is backstage with Renee Paquette. Renee Paquette looked freaking cute today with the little hair buns, by the way. Um, they were adorable. Uh, but Takeshita is basically questioning whether or not he should go back to Japan. And he's then confronted by Don Callis. I was not expecting this whatsoever. And Don Callis gives him a card. He's like, you know, think about it. I could probably help you find something in yourself. Find that killer instinct. You know, take some time. Think about it. If it's not a fit, I'll drive you to the airport myself. I love this because I was not expecting Don Callis to like, want to, you know, take Takeshita under his belt or something. Like, I'm totally cool with this. It's different. Uh, and I really do hope that they go this direction. And I feel like based on Takeshita's reaction, he had a, like a little like twinkle in his eye, you know? Like a little like, you know, I'm interested in that option. So I don't, I think he should take it. I definitely think he should take it. We'll see. Um, we got a match added for a uh, zero hour for revolution. And this is going to be uh, varsity athletes and Ari Davari against Mark Briscoe and the Lucha brothers. So we're going to be getting a trios match here. And basically Mark Briscoe and the Lucha brothers are teaming up because Mark needed some, you know, he needed some friends and he wanted to team up with brothers like, man. So He's he he chooses the Lucha Bros, and I'm glad because the Lucha Brothers they should be on every card. Period. Like it is baffling to me that we are getting a four way for the tag team titles that includes the Guns, the Acclaimed, Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and that's on the main card. And the Lucha Brothers are in zero hour, like. We need to fix that, guys. Like, Lucha Brothers are main event status, man. They are main card status. They are, they do not, they should not be in the zero hour. Like, they need, like, I'm cool with this match. I'm fine with it, whatever. But Lucha Brothers, not zero hour material. They are main card material. So, heads up. Want to make sure that this is fully established on how I feel about that. Because, damn, it's the freaking Lucha Brothers. Are you kidding me? But whatever, I'm happy that they're on the card, period, because if it wasn't for this, they wouldn't even be on the show. Um, and they should be like they should have been in that four way uh, in that four way for the tag titles. But hey, we're not there or I don't know why we're not there. I don't know. We literally just came off of a best of seven series with the elite and the Lucha Brothers. And there's nothing for the Lucha Brothers that got them into the actual revolution card that's that's a little bit like baffling to me but it's fine 
I'm just a big fan of the Lucha Brothers and I want to see them get their very best opportunities. But anyways, after this, we got a tag team match, which was Parker Boudreaux and Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes. Um, look, this one's a little... Let me rephrase that. This match was good when you had certain people interacting with one another. Whenever you had Swerve and Keith, Swerve and Dustin, uh, it was good. Whenever you had those different combos, when you saw some of the teamwork that we were seeing, some good stuff there. Unfortunately, I cannot say the same thing for Parker. I think he still needs a little bit more work. And it was kind of very obvious during this match. And so it, it, because of that, I cannot say that this match was great. I did think there was a lot of great moments. Like I mentioned, anytime we got a combination of Swerve, Keith, Dustin doing their thing, th it was good. It was entertaining. Um, there was some moments that I really loved, which included, um, <laughs> I was about to say moments I really loved. And then my first thing on my note was, <laughs> my first thing on my note was Parker gave Keith Lee a low blow and Keith Lee didn't even notice. I don't know how many of you guys noticed that, but Parker gave a low blow to Keith Lee. Keith Lee didn't even notice. I don't know. That was funny. All right. But anyways, but some of the good moments that I really did like was uh, the freaking crossbody from Keith Lee to Parker because Keith Lee is so freaking huge. Uh, anything he does is very entertaining. Uh, the Canadian Destroyer by Dustin to Swerve to Swerve look great. Swerve doing that spot where he bounces off of Keith Lee's body like he did when he was uh, teaming with them. That was cool to see too. Uh, Keith throwing Dustin onto Parker. That was pretty cool too. And then uh, finally, we do see Keith Lee pick up the win for his team by pinning Parker Boudreaux. Um, and so that was the match itself. So like I said, there were some good moments in this, but I, I do think Parker just needs a little bit more work, man. Uh, and and it's, it's a little bit obvious. So that's a little bit of where I'm at with that. Um, also, <laughs> also, we also got uh, – after this match, they're doing their goodbyes and their outros and this and that. And, uh, you know, Jericho's part of the commentary team. So he gets attacked by uh, Ricky Starks. And because, you know, they're going to have their match at Revolution. So that was a fine way to end the show and do something with Jericho and Ricky Starks. So uh, there we go, guys. Man, let's see what we got here and see what people are saying about this show. And... <laughs> Cornell says Parker should be the AEW version of Brock Lesnar. I never liked that. I know a lot of people always made that comparison. I never saw the comparison. Uh, I know it's more of a looks thing. And I get it's more of a looks comparison. But even then, I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I was ever really a fan of that because I just put Brock Lesnar on a whole entire different level. And so, but at the same time, it's like that was the only thing that he really had going for him, though, was that people would make these comparisons to him looking like Brock Lesnar. And so now that's, you know, been taken away. So it's like, ooh, now you got to find something else that could work for Parker. So we'll see. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. This is from AFC and TP who says Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes is one of those teams I'd have never thought of putting together, but actually works really well. Uh, Keith Lee embracing the gray gives them a cool old timers. You don't mess with vibe. And then when he's coming out with the, with the, with, what is it? A cloak? Yeah. The cloak. Um, it, it looks pretty funny. I like it. 
it, it, it took a second. When I first saw him with the gray hair, I was like, what's he doing? I don't know how I feel about that. But hey, man, I feel like you can rock anything if you have the confidence to do it. Um, hey, man. It's something, it's different, it stands out. What can I say? Uh, AFC and TP, thank you so much for also sending in uh, this comment as well. Um, all right, guys, so there you go. That was SmackDown and Rampage for the March 3rd edition. Uh, thank you guys, as always, so much for tuning in. If you guys enjoyed the show and you're like, hey, when do you go live? I go live three times a week here on F4W Online. I'm live Tuesdays to talk about NXT. Uh, you'd be surprised, guys. If you haven't watched any of the NXT product, hop in once in a while. You never know. You might like what you hear. or You might have a good time. Uh, and then AEW Dynamite, that's my most popular show of the week. Uh, make sure to head in for that one. And then, of course, this one here is my most chill show of the week. Although, SmackDown is literally, like, the better show right now in terms of, like, it's better than Raw. Uh, it's been giving us a lot more to talk about than Rampage. So I feel like SmackDown deserves a little bit more of a shout-out now. And this is me, like, you go back and watch some of these shows from like months ago. I couldn't stand SmackDown. And now SmackDown has completely like just gotten so much better um, before my SmackDown reviews were like five minutes. Okay. Uh, so things have definitely improved on the SmackDown side of things. Uh, so yeah. So uh, even though like Fridays is the most chill podcast, it actually comes with a lot of information based off of what's happening on SmackDown because they are stacking up that show. Um, alrighty, everyone. So Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And other than that, I will see you guys over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sato, do not forget to subscribe to F4W online, and I will catch you guys later. Bye, everyone.